This program is brought to you by BibleWay Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 74 is going to be from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 8. As Christians, we should never forget God's exhortation, which speaks to us as sons. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 8. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. For what son is there whom the father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and are not sons. We need to remember and never forget the exhortation which speaks to us as sons. The fact that God chastens us shows how much He loves us. The fact that He does not keep His rebuke from us proves that we are His children. In verse 7 of Hebrews chapter 12, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. We have endured chastening. Therefore, we are God's children. We have a God that loves us enough that He wants us to be in heaven with Him. And the only way that we're going to be able to be in heaven with Him, because we have sin in our lives, Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, is if He chastens us and brings us back to Him. Verse 8, chapter 12. But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. I know chastening does not seem good. Rebuke does not ever seem pleasant in the time. But it is what shows us to be God's sons. Let's never forget that. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 12, the Bible says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities, which you did not build, houses full of good things, which you did not fill, hewn out wells, which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees, which you did not plant. When you have eaten and are full, then beware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. God wants us to teach our children. He wants us to teach them from the time they get up in the morning till the time they go to bed, to show them that we are His children and that we are 
his offspring and that he's going to take care of us. He took care of the children of Israel. He gave them houses they did not build, wells they did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which they did not plant. He took care of them every step of the way. And then in verse 12 of Deuteronomy chapter 6, he says, Beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. We have to be careful that we do not forget the exhortation which speaks to us as sons. God took care of the children of Israel. He chastened them. He rebuked them to show them that they were his children. Then in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 8, he reminds us that when he chastens us as his children, He's showing us how much he loves us. He points back to the time of Israel when he took care of his children, when he provided everything for them, including rebuke, to show us how much we mean to him. We mean everything to God. As Christians, we should never forget God's exhortation, which speaks to us as sons. He is our father, and we need to recognize him as such. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 5, it says, You shall know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God has chastened you. And so God chastened the children of Israel, just as a father would chasten his son. And this showed how much God cares for the children of Israel. And it shows how much he cares for us, that he has sent us his word to chasten us, to rebuke us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration to God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped into all good work. When God chastens us, it's so that we can be complete. He's given us his word that is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped into all good work. We are not illegitimate children because God takes care of us. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, it says, For everything works together for the good of those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. And this is one of the reasons why he has chastened us, is so that we will know how much he loves us and so things that will work out for our good. When we chasten our children, when we rebuke them, when we correct them, It's not to hurt them. It's not to knock them down so that they cannot get back up. But it is to prepare them for the life that they're going to be living as adults. And that's what God is trying to prepare us for, is the life that we're going to live as adult followers of him, as adult children in his family. In Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12, we have people that are not growing up in God, and he warns them that they need to stop partaking only of the milk and get into the word so that they can leave the first principles behind and become adults. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we have another example of this where children were not growing like they needed to, and God would discipline them so that they would grow and be able to (coughs) function in his family as adults. In Second Samuel chapter 7 and verse 15, but my mercy shall not depart from him as I took it from Saul, 
whom I removed from before you. And so we see that God removed Saul from being king over Israel. He chastened Saul, but he was also chastening his family. He was making sure that they would have a leader that would lead them in the way that he wanted them to go. And so he removed Saul from being king. But my mercy shall not depart from him, David, as I took it from Saul, whom I removed from before you. And so he chastened Israel. He removed their king and replaced him with a man that was after his own heart. In Job chapter 5, verses 17 through the end of the chapter, the Bible reads, Behold, happy is the man whom God corrects. Therefore, do not despise the chastening of the Almighty, for he bruises, but he binds up. He wounds, but his hands make whole. This was what God was doing with removing Saul as being their king. He was bruising them, but he was binding them up as well, providing for them a man that would love him and that would keep them going in the way that they needed to go. Even though David would have problems in his life, he would repent, he would change, and he would draw them back to God. And so, in verse 18 of Job chapter 5, for he bruises, but he binds up. He wounds, but his hands make whole. His purpose in chastening us is to make us whole. As Christians, we should never forget the exhortation which speaks to us as sons. His purpose in rebuking us is to make us whole. In verse 19 of Job chapter 5, he shall deliver you in six troubles. Yes, in seven, no evil shall touch you. In famine, he shall redeem you from death and in war from the power of the sword. You shall be hidden from the scourge of the tongue, and you shall not be afraid of destruction when it comes. You shall laugh at destruction and famine, and you shall not be afraid of the beast of the earth. For you shall have a covenant with the stones of the field, and the beast of the field shall be at peace with you. You shall know that your tent is in peace. You shall visit your dwelling and find nothing amiss. You shall know that your descendants shall be many, and your offspring like the grass of the earth. You shall come to the grave at full age as a sheaf of grain ripens in its season. Behold, this we have searched out, it is true. Hear and know for yourself. You see, God's rebuke brought them strength. It hurt for a while, but his rebuke, it protected them and would keep them safe. It would teach them not to do things that were going to be hurtful to them. And that's what a parent does. When he disciplines his children, he's trying to teach his child not to do things which will hurt them, and so that they will become out on the other end strong and able to live the way that they need to in this world. Well, that's why God rebukes us. He rebukes us so that we can come out on the other end of his rebuke stronger than we were before. In Psalm chapter 39 and verse 10 and 11, it says, Remove your plague from me. I am consumed by the blow of your hand. When with rebukes you correct man for iniquity, you make his beauty melt away like a moth. Surely every man is vapor. And that's the way rebuke feels at the time. It feels like we're going to melt away and that it's too much for us to handle. But God takes care of us in this with 
When with rebukes you correct man for iniquity, you make his beauty melt away like a moth. Surely every man is like vapor. And then it's in this that we see that we need to repent and come back to God and change our ways. Is when we find out that we are wrong and we need him in our lives. We need him in our lives. In Psalm chapter 105, we're going to read verses 1 through 14. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him. Sing psalms to him. Talk of his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his favor evermore. Remember his marvelous works which he has done, his wonders and his judgments of his mouth. O seed of Abraham, his servant, you, children of Jacob, his chosen ones, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the word which he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac, and confirmed it to Jacob for a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as the allotment of your inheritance. When you were few in number, indeed very few, and strangers in it, when they went for, from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebukes kings for their sakes. He took care of the children of Israel, even when the children of Israel didn't want to be taken care of. When they were few in number, indeed very few, and strangers in it, verse 12, when they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another, when they were wandering in the wilderness, he permitted no one to do them wrong. In other words, he was going to see them to their location when they were wandering through the wilderness, no matter what. They gave him problems, they sinned against him, but they were his people, and he was going to take care of them. If they would allow it, he was going to make sure that they would make it to their destination. He wasn't going to let kings destroy his people. In Psalm 105 and verse 14, for he permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sakes. If we will live the way that he wants us to live, then he's going to make sure that we make it to, to heaven. He's going to take care of us. If we will keep his commandments and we will show that we love him, this wilderness wanderings that we're going through in this life are not going to be able to break us. But we have to remember, as Christians, we should never forget the exhortation which speaks to us as sons. We are his sons and his daughters, and he is going to take care of us. He is going to be there for us, and he is going to rebuke us. He is going to chasten us. But in that chastening and in those rebukes, we will find a father. So as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So as we go about our lives today, Let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. 
This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.